1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Tifo and Luby here on the Believe Network. I'm Jeff DeForest, uh, Mike Luby-Lubitz with us, and a pleasure to welcome. And it's always great. We, We love the conversations we have with this gentleman, and it's amazing he's even available because I'm thinking... After the arduous, uh, I mean, just uh, absolute Luke gehrig like Iron Man schedule that exactly. he's doing broadcasting on, on football and basketball, and I think I even saw him taking a couple of pucks to the head as he was <laughs> uh, between the benches on the TNT NHL playoff coverage. Uh, there's nothing this man hasn't done, and when he's not on TV, his son Noah is like at the French Open uh, doing ball games. It's absolutely fantastic. We welcome to the show the great. Ian Eagle, who I, I was thinking, Ian, that I, you should be in, like, the Maldives or some exotic location. Should you not be on vacation somewhere? What are you doing on After Hours with Defoe and Louie? How are you, my friend?
1: Yes, yes, I went to the mall. That's it. <laughs> that, that's all I went to. Iron Man. I didn't get to the, I didn't get to the part party. I'm trying mall. to work towards the <laughs> Just
0: picking up some new underwear in yeah, case uh, you don't have time to do a wash while you're <laughs> on the road. I mean, how on earth do you do it? I, I mean, uh, what, what, that, that was an insane schedule that uh, you were working there right, with all the TNT games and everything. And then uh, did they ask you uh, in uh, Win Elliott type fashion to pick up hockey <laughs> as well? Because uh, you would have been the lead guy on that.
1: Uh, no, no, that uh, that request never came down. I- I'm, I'm a man of extremes. I I get extremely busy, and then at this point of the year, I am extremely open to anything. (laughs) I am basically building... My day around picking up dry cleaning and drinking. <laughs> that's the combination. And
2: drinking. That's a combo. That's Defoe's dream. <laughs>
1: uh, now, uh,
0: are you uh, you know flying private jets all in these locations, or have you racked up enough frequent flyer miles to uh, own a permanent presidential suite at uh, the New York uh, Waldorf?
1: <laughs> I, definitely, I, I definitely have racked up the miles on a variety of airlines through the years, so that, that's never an issue. Ah, uh, the yeah. private thing has has not happened. I I was fortunate to work with Boomer Esiason on a number of Monday night football radio broadcasts or Thursday night football yeah. radio broadcasts, and that's when Boomer was going through his ridiculous schedule. So I did glom onto his his private airways travel, which uh, I must say is is quite exquisite.
0: Yeah, I saw Joe Buck. I mean, he was standing in front of his new jet. I think he bought the plane off Trump because uh, uh, <laughs> Trump was busy
1: trying to convince people that he won the election. Uh, and uh, yeah. you know, he was uh, actually, on GQ's cover. You know, talking about his new gig. Years, <laughs> that was great. years ago. Years ago, Dan Fouts and I did a game in Tampa. We had Jets and the Buccaneers many, many years ago, and it was a good broadcast. We felt really good about it. The car picks us up after the the game and. But I don't know if you know the setup in Tampa. It's by far the closest stadium to airport travel that you can do. Mm-hmm. It's a five to yeah. seven minute ride nice. from the stadium right. to the airport. Nice. Yeah, it's incredible. So if you have a tight flight, you're getting yeah, out of Dodge. So Dan and I are in the back seat of the car. We're talking through the broadcast. We're having a couple of laughs. Five minutes go by. We're not there yet, but we're not concerned. Ten minutes go by. We're not there yet. And then like at the 12 minute mark, I'm looking around. And I realized, I don't know where we are. I don't know where this guy is taking <laughs> us. I don't know if this is a hostage situation. I don't know what it's <laughs> us. So we pull in to a driveway, and, and I'm thinking, this is definitely not the airport. And it was a private airport, Signature Travel. Nice. And we pull wow. in, and I said, sir, nice. sir, uh, we're just going to the airport. He says, oh. I'm sorry. We had Joe Buck and Troy Aikman in the car last week. I just... <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Once I was a schlepper, now oh, I'm just a zeppa. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that'll make you feel oh, a little bit uh, you know, like a bit short shortchanged when, when it came to the oh, treatment God. category. Uh,
0: Ian Eagle, our guest on uh, After Hours. With Defoe and Luby, Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz here on Believe. All right, this was hard to believe. You mentioned a New York Jet game, and we were trying to get to the bottom of this mystery, and we talked with a great authority on such things, Uh, Len Robbins, who I'm sure you know from his days with the New York Post and his various other ventures. He was associated with Madison Square Garden forever. Great guy and a big fan of yours as well. Speaks very highly of you every time, (laughs) naturally, we drop your name because (laughs) – Uh, We we want to be able to equal footing with him when when it comes to knowing big shots. But, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we were asking him, uh, how did the New York Jets, who's sending in this money? Uh, Is it Mattress Mac? I mean, who's sending in this cash? Is it some Saudi Arabian prince on the Jets to win the Super Bowl? And based on what level of insanity, uh, the odds have gone on the Jets to win the Super Bowl preseason from 200 to 1 down to 100 to 1, slashed in half. And it's not like, you know, there's only $4 yeah. in a pool at Beulah Park and somebody throws two bucks on an impossible horse. Uh, is there any rationale yeah. behind that, that, that you can possibly conceive of, Ian Eagle, that would justify knocking the price down in half on the New York Jets to win the Super Bowl this year? Or would you book that action?
1: Well, first of all, yeah, Len is a great guy, and I have known Len forever. And Len was associated with the Brooklyn Nets for a yes. couple of years. Yes. He was yeah. traveling with the team, and he was producing articles and content and terrific, terrific person and outstanding reporter. My sense of it is uh, this has been the case for a long time, but probably more so now than ever before because news travels fast. Basically, the only news you could get as a fan during the offseason about your favorite team in the NFL or any sport, but NFL in particular, was from media. And that would be articles that would be be out there on a daily basis, the team's doing this, the team's working on this, the team feels they're better on this. And that's when a lot of the spin goes on. You're getting some sense from the team itself that may not attach their names to it, but officials with the team that are providing background to reporters. And that becomes a bit of of the storyline and the narrative. And I think there has been a narrative this off season that the jets are going to be better. They're going to improve. Zach Wilson in year two will take a big jump. And that has probably been at the heart of why people are reacting the way that they are. There's nothing tangible. Nothing's happened. (laughs) There's there's no games that have been played. There's no indicator. There's no signal that it's going to be better other than the conversation has been more positive. And look, if they're still a 100 to one shot, they're not a favorite to win the Super Bowl. Can they be a better team than they were last year? The hope would be that Wilson improves, that their skill position players are better. Their defense has to be better. Uh, that, that goes without saying. And the offensive line, which they did put some money into should be better than it was a year ago. But to take that big step that you're discussing, they're, they're not in that category by a long shot.
2: I man, before we talk more NFL and being Mr. Uh, CBS, they we, I guess you're number two, but you're really number one. We know Nance is really. It's not on the wall, like the Frankenstein stuff. He knows, mean, uh, like he finished. knows.
0: Hello, friends. I, I mean, think he's even all. accepted it. It's not even <laughs> yeah. you know
2: bitter, no it's no sort of acceptance hear that. at this point. Um before before we talk more, on if I do, you do a lot with the NBA, as Devo sort of underscored. Uh, last night we had Game 6, NBA yep. Finals, series wraps up, Warriors win their fourth title in eight years. Um, it's funny, I saw something and I thought it was ludicrous, Even and I sort of mocked these things because whether it's teams or players, the eras, you know, it's hard to compare them. The basketball yeah. is so different from every 10 years, literally from the 90s, 2000s to now. However, what do you do with the Warriors dynasty? Because it is a dynasty. Four titles in eight years, different machinations, but the same core. To me, it's up there with any of them. Where do you put it with all the great dynasties over the last, I guess, 40, 50 years, 60 years?
1: Yeah, I think the difference in trying to assess this compared to previous ones, uh, the Bulls, the the Spurs, Spurs, the teams that had. That had an, yeah consistent success, and I'm, I'm not even going all the way back. Okay. And you're right, the, the Lakers get thrown in there uh, based on what they did, not only through the Magic Kareem years, but then the Shaquille Kobe years, and then it was Kobe and Pal Gasol. Shaq wasn't even a part of it. I think the difference to me is that this team has changed the game. The game has changed based on the way the Warriors play the game. And that doesn't mean that that's it. This is the way it's always going to be. There's always going to be uh, alterations and adjustments and a new coach with a fresh perspective will come in and there'll be a new way. And it might be closer to the old way to win championships. But the, the key figure in that is Steph Curry. And he is incredibly unique in his approach. And I know that There are those out there that that feel, oh, man, kids are watching this, and this is going to set off bad habits because they just don't have that talent. But shooting the basketball is where we are now, and that doesn't mean just shooting it well. It means shooting it, not thinking twice. I know Defoe will watch these games and think to himself, this is a two-on-one break and they're taking a three. Yes. This goes against yeah. everything yes. that we've been taught. Our entire center where you yes. would have been uh, kicked a... off the team by the rabbi himself. <laughs> you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think in historical perspective, you have to acknowledge that they really did change the game. For the better of it, for the worse of it, that's for history to, to figure out when, when we try to – to analyze this 25, 30, 35 years down the road. For now, it's a really fun style. They are really good at it. And beyond the fact that they just take a lot of threes, they are a cohesive team. They've got so many boxes checked on their squad. What Wiggins came in and provided for them, the improvement that we saw from him uh, since his Minnesota days to now in pressure situations, Kevon Looney, who who, I don't know if he would make every NBA team. There are a bunch of teams that would look at his skill level and say, eh, we don't really need that. Well, but this team did need it, and he provided something that they so desperately needed, and that was proven time and time again. Draymond Green, who is one of the most difficult players to truly uh, break down and say what's his value to the team. The value is winning that guy wins games he does it in his way and it can get under your skin if you're not a fan of the team or if you're an opponent but they they figured a lot of stuff out i haven't even mentioned thompson or pool the guys that are key contributors thompson not the player he once was but still very effective pool who was was tossed to the side after his rookie year everybody just assumed all right the warriors made a mistake this guy's never going to be a contributor he is an amazing player and playmaker and creator and they did it all without James Wiseman who was supposed to be a big part of this so they have got some secret sauce going there and it all starts with Steph Curry
0: good karma surrounding Steve Kerr I mean uh seems to be a catalyst uh, for uh every type of dynasty whether he's playing or coaching uh, and always a big factor uh, probably shouldn't be overlooked uh it's, uh, you know, maybe the only great move that Mike Tannenbaum made in his uh, executive career yes. you know, when he got him that job, instead of taking <laughs> the did. job with the Knicks, <laughs> yes. where, where, uh, uh, you know, certainly not mentioned in the same breath as Red Holtzman, uh, you know, if he had taken <laughs> that gig and probably been gone after two years and, and back to doing broadcasting. I, I know, but uh, the curiosity, Iron I Eagle, and it's great to have you here on After Hours with Tifo and Luby, the great Iron Eagle, CBS, TNT, and many other affiliations and distinctions but, um, you know, I mean, we're watching shooting percentages that, that are appalling uh, yeah. from three-point range. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I know he's a bit of a curmudgeon. He likes you, by the way, uh, Phil Mushnick in the New York Post. I yeah. mean, <laughs> he's, he's been screaming one. about this. Uh, the that game has time. been ruined. And, and there, there are many people that feel that way. So uh, who would be? You work with many different people on these broadcasts. Uh, who's your favorite go-to guy when a team is three for 35 for three-point range? And you have to find new adjectives and way to describe a brick.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man i mean look on the basketball side uh stan van gundy who i've had uh the pleasure of working with uh, two of the last three years he went back to coaching for the one year in new orleans and uh, obviously they ended up going in a different direction and he came back to broadcasting he's just so honest he can't help it so yeah if you're on the air with him and that's happening in front of his face, he, he can't hit his cough button. He can't mute himself. <laughs> that's great, it, though. The real feeling. Oh, he's great. Out. That's I think great. there's something. Yeah. There's something in the Van Gundy yeah, team yeah. Cool that they, they can't not be honest. So it, it's always fun working games with him and feeling his reaction in real time. His disappointment as a coach, his disappointment as a purist of the game and somebody who wants to see it played the right way. And when there's a lack of execution, uh, you you can feel it in his voice, in his words, in the verbiage. Uh, he, he's someone that, uh, that obviously will react viscerally to what's happening on the court, and that's just because he's been a basketball lifer. So uh, he would be the one that comes to mind. If, if things are going south and you're sitting next to a guy he's just not going to sugarcoat it. He's, he's not capable.
0: He was a go-to guy for me when he was uh, sort of a mid-level assistant uh, with the original Miami heat or uh, shortly after they uh, came yep. into existence. And, uh, I had a Sunday morning uh, radio show that uh, I was obligated to do uh, like uh, 6 to 10 on a Sunday morning on an AM radio station. It was much more popular, the medium at the time, uh, than it would be now. You, you wouldn't be able to find an audience unless you were like uh, running uh, reruns of an Ernest Ainsley tape. But uh, Stan was uh, one of my go-to guys, and he was so articulate and, and so entertaining uh, to talk to about virtually anything. That uh, any time he uh, was, uh, you know, able to come on the show, I, I always had him come into the studio for an hour, and he was kind of an early discovery because, uh, you know, he, he wasn't really that well-known. He, he he wasn't, you know, necessarily the second assistant or anything, and uh, turned out to be a terrific guy. So I can appreciate where you're coming from. And, and if you see him again anytime soon, and you can remember, thank him for bailing me out on what otherwise would have been a dreadful Sunday morning begging for phone calls <laughs> from the usual chronics. <laughs> Mel and Miramar, if you're out there, feel free to call in, man. We got a lot to talk about on the show here. We talk baseball, football, up. basketball, whatever you guys colors. want. <laughs> it was that level colors. of sports talk, you know, just desperate.
1: Yeah, that so, that, uh, that was my <laughs> my go-to phraseology if I was doing a strange shift at WFA and radio. I didn't want yeah. to admit that nobody was calling in, so yeah. my code words were "Hey." open phone lines we're taking you until <laughs> noon today yeah. and that's all right if you got one person's like open phone line that means i can call and get right through yeah, and, yeah. yeah we, we, had we had a lot of those and, and then when it, it was never challenged. a good sign yeah. yeah yeah it was never a good sign when you were interviewing the caller
2: no yes. you wouldn't yes. let him go yes yes, the yes. yes. Wanted yes. To go. yes. yes. all right yes. yeah yes, yeah exactly. Even though we all know I your not, opinion
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, thanks so much. Really appreciate your time. Well, one more thing for you, Rick. That's not a good good call.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, we have the rapists
0: at the stand outside the gate. There, yeah, those, those are really good. Yeah i've done a, yeah no you've been there oh, uh, I, it's amazing how you have uh, progressed i've and been there i have somewhat uh, remained in the same spot here i must, <laughs> I must love the torture and the career of self-sabotage that i've been able to enact uh, throughout my <laughs> lifetime here uh, all right a uh, uh, big mystery story uh one more thing if you don't mind ian eagle we appreciate you taking time here out of your vacation yep. and your free time which is so precious i would imagine yep. when you work a schedule a massive schedule like you do but we had this big uh Story uh, which popped up again uh, about the Dolphins' plans were to uh, maybe hire Sean Payton, li- like at some ridiculous uh, gruden uh, I mean, uh, grotesque amount of money. Yeah. And uh, then uh, they did uh, supposedly, I mean, uh, it resurfaced again that there may have been some merit to the story uh, that originally surfaced when, when uh, Brian Flores fired off this vicious lawsuit against them and accused them of virtually everything, including like sexual assault. But uh, they brushed that off, and uh, part of the allegation or assertion was that they were forcing him to have an illegal uh, tampering meeting uh, with Tom Brady, who was going to become their quarterback. Uh, Which, uh, you know, I mean, you can sort of see this, I mean, from this organization, the way they've operated, that uh, maybe they had a plan A, which would have been, you know, blockbuster material, and then they still ended up making news with plan B. But, But a couple of things arise from that. A, do you believe that any of that, was in play, Ian Eagle, Uh, I mean, from whatever you hear around uh, the National Football League sources that you have. And and B, uh, you know, I mean, what does that say about Tua and what they think of him that they wanted to have what we've been saying for the last five years, although proven wrong, a washed up Tom Brady come in for like one year to be their quarterback?
1: Yeah. Well, I do believe uh, there's something to it. I don't believe this is uh, completely man-made, artificial. Create a story and let's see if it gets some legs. I think there there's definitely something to it. Uh, the way that John Payton exited, the way that Tom Brady retired and then came back, none of it felt completely true it just didn't feel like it was it was being presented in the way that tom brady would have retired if he was really really retiring that didn't feel like the 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 way that it would happen so yeah i do think there there was there was not just smoke here but but there was fire and uh, what flores did probably played a big role in in blowing the thing up, because at that point, how do you continue without a massive lawsuit and the rest of the league figuring out, oh, wow, they they had concocted something, a way to circumvent the rules in place to make this happen. With that said, it didn't happen. So whether this was plan B, plan C, plan D, here we are. And I do think, similar to what we talked about earlier with with the Jets, teams are in their best spin mode during these months, during the April, May, June, July, heading into the preseason where they're trying to create some interest and try to provide something for fans to, to latch on to. The Dolphins' buzz has been real. That, that's been genuine. And I think when the smoke clears... They still might be in a pretty good place. If Tua and this marriage with the coach works, uh, the Dolphins might be okay amidst all this, despite whatever their grand plans may have initially been.
0: Ian Eagle with us on After Hours. Uh, Just one quick thing, if you uh, don't mind, uh, Ian, uh, to help settle a family feud before Father's Day, which I'll be getting together with my son and my two grandchildren and my uh, seven-year-old grandson, Liam, has become a big John Cena fan, all right? So uh, we, we got into kind of, I mean, an almost a very heated argument, uh, Liam and I, because uh, I, I maintain that John Cena and any wrestler of today could not hold a candle to Killer Kowalski, Bruno San Martino, <laughs> and the wrestlers of yesteryear. Uh, and I don't even know if I want to go to this party on Sunday, you know, the barbecue. Uh, at the I, I don't know if I want to have this <laughs> ugly argument him. again. So... Uh, <laughs> Where would you line up on that? And uh, if he insisted still that Cena was better than Kowalski, would you even, you know, uh, have him as part of, you know, uh, your your will and trust?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, I've heard of tension between grandfather and grandson. (laughs) I've heard wild stories through the years. I don't know if I've ever heard that Bruno (laughs) Sarmantino would stand between the love the love of a grandfather and grandson i i think you're going to you're just going to have to deal over. with this one yeah. like an adult people, Oh, good luck be just the bigger man i don't know, how, I don't know right. how tall i don't know how tall your grandson is but you've got to be the bigger man here.
0: <laughs> uh, it's always great to get that wisdom at the end of these conversations so, all right thank so. you so much Yeah. You you have a great vacation, man. I I hope you don't mind when Luby calls. I mean, uh, you haven't sent them back my favorite text message yet, which is lose my number. I've
2: never gotten GFY or Uh... (laughs) LMN. Never, which is impressive.
1: Um, So we appreciate that. Uh, Thanks so much Um, uh, uh, for joining
0: us here on the show. Kowalski, all the way.
1: um, I'm always excited to be on the program. I'm always excited to end it with with some form of a fortune cookie for you to leave you wanting more. (laughs) And the fact that you did not bring up any kind of communist world leader. No fascists, yeah. Well, I was going to say that Phil's Q rating is
0: is lower. Phil Mickelson's Q rating is lower than Vladimir Putin now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) There (laughs) it is. I I didn't want to bring up the war, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's an honor having you on the program. We really appreciate it. It gives us uh, a great feeling of distinction. And and we'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Thanks,
1: Ian, man. And he uh, thought after hours means I, I can go drink.
0: So yes. That's what <laughs> it's 5 o'clock somewhere. That's what we plan on doing right now. It's <laughs> like 9.30 <9:30 laughs> Eastern.
2: Happy Thanks, Father's Day, Iron Man, as well. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> all right, all the best,
0: guys. See you. Iron Eagle, ladies and gentlemen. He says concede to the kid. Yeah. What do you think? I love it. Well, it, what, it, what it, I found from my that, wrestling sensibilities to not acknowledge the greats of the past, the pioneers, though. the But that was the, the most interesting of part the,
2: of it to me was yeah. he focused on your relationship where you weren't worried about that. It was yeah. the argument, and he danced yeah. around it. Like I, f- I find that a little interesting that he would not give a take, and he's very strong in his wrestling takes. So maybe he sides with Liam and just didn't want to disrespect you on your own show. I mean, that was weird that he wouldn't he give a take.
0: That, you think Ian Eagle agrees that John Cena was better than Bruno Sandino? I don't Peter? know.
2: He, When it comes to wrestling, he usually has a story and yeah. a take, and he didn't have either. You know, he played yeah, therapist. Right. Right. That's a little, and I appreciate it because I agree with him. You should be the bigger man. He's seven. But. He
0: was telling me to not being an asshole. That's yeah, not exactly. the
2: point here. We wanted his, his hardcore analysis because he's as great with wrestling as anyone. And he tiptoed, yes. which is, he doesn't right, usually right. tiptoe.
0: Yeah, he uh, was kind of conceding that whole argument there. Yeah, it's a little In Full agreement with Liam, my seven-year-old grandson. <laughs> All right, maybe I should uh, take a look at uh, what's going on in professional <laughs> wrestling today uh, with a more, more broader seriously. and open mind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and with that, we leave you. Exactly. Happy Day. Eagle. Great. Always great. I hope be you guys so enjoyed it.
0: Uh, tell yeah. your friends. Uh, the Defo Show. And uh, that's uh, South Florida Live is the yes. channel, the new location for our program. We're having a blast with that. So uh, if you guys uh, find it and uh, subscribe, that would be greatly appreciated. Yep, yep. And I think YouTube you guys and Facebook.
2: South Florida Live. Yep. Yeah.
0: Seven to nine Eastern Time. There'll be some other stuff there. Working on a little music show there. I got yes. a call from Al Poliak. Yes, run at the Funky Biscuit and uh, various musicians want to get involved. So Let's maybe we'll do, do something it. with that. Be kind of cool, and uh, you know, uh, fulfill a, a lifelong uh, desire of mine in terms of broadcasting to uh, get into some kind of musical show, and then uh, you know, hopefully, I'll be able to fulfill my cooking show fantasy with past and ponies. <laughs> Horse racing personality <laughs> interview show that involves cooking and it. picking picking winners. <laughs> I think it's enough of a bizarre I- of a bizarre crossover that, that it works, right?
2: I love it. I'm ready.
0: It's like cooking, putting Oreo cookies in ice cream. I mean, uh, you know, it's just, a just uh, an oddball concept, and it happens to work. Yes. All right, uh, Luby, you have a great weekend. Uh, well. We I want have to tell everybody out here, there that uh, it was a pleasure having I Eagle on the show. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to all of our stuff. And uh, whatever you're doing over the weekend, uh, whether it's uh, visiting with family on Father's Day or going to the track or uh, going to a fine restaurant, whatever it is, a beach uh, for entertainment, uh, finding your way into some cool water if you're out there in the Midwest, Just remember, everybody, to keep in mind that you always got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play, when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, highly apart. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.